Hi, welcome to episode 34 of the On The Rise podcast. I'm Alicia and I'm here today with my co-host, Molly. Today, we're going to be talking about how to find your passion. Hey, Molly, how are you doing today? Hey, Alicia, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, thanks. So I wanna start off by asking you a question. Is there any one thing that you could do for the rest of your life? Um, yeah, I think what I do now, um, my writing, uh, this podcasting uh, episodes, um, my training, uh, I think that I could do that for the rest of my life, those things. Awesome. So how did you get into trading in the first place? Like, did you know from the beginning that you would love it or was it a process of doing it first and then you discovered, okay, I could do this every day? Yeah, I, it started my, my, I was like attracted to it since I was very, very young. I mean, let's say 14 or 15 or something like that. I was already like intrigued by the concept. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always liked the idea of, of making money um, behind your computer. <laughs> Back then, yeah. that was not possible, but I still I still liked it. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've been attracted to it. And then I forgot about it. And then, you know what I mean? It's still, it still, it was always there. And then a couple of years ago when I, yeah, when I didn't have anything else going on in my life, I just uh, gave it another shot and this time it stuck. And uh, yeah, that's why I'm still doing it. That's awesome. That's how I feel the way a lot of passions work. Like people are always looking for their passion or what they love in life. I think we already know it. Usually it comes from our childhood, something that was always there. But we just haven't expanded upon it. Like writing for me, I only wrote in school because it was required for exams or because it was a homework assignment or whatnot. But it wasn't until like just this year that I actually started, you know, exploring that area or that talent that I had. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've, I've written about it too. Like uh, if you want to figure out what you love doing, go back to when you were 10 or 9 or 11 years old and, and what you were doing back then when nobody forced you, what you mm-hmm. love doing back then. Basically, that's, that's the same thing that comes back. And, and it happens with a lot of people that are doing exactly what they liked doing as a kid. So uh, it works. Yeah, that's, that's seriously one of the best ways to figure it out. And I think also the thing about being a kid why that works, um, you know, looking back to your childhood to find your passion is because as adults, we always try to connect our passion with how we can make money from it. And that's where things get kind of convoluted. So if we focus on just what we liked as a kid, we weren't thinking about how we can make money from this as a kid, or most of us weren't. So I think that's why it's a good yeah. way to find. Yeah, that's true. And it's even bigger than you think. I mean, um, it's, it's um, as a kid, you don't have any expectations about about uh, about what you're doing you just do it because you love doing it you're in the moment and you love doing it as an adult you're like yeah but is this make does this make money is this does this give me status does mm-hmm. this give me respect uh can i um uh, get uh romantic mates or something like you know what i mean can i get yeah. potential mates by doing this as a kid you're just doing an activity because you love it and as an adult you're like always uh, pulled away by a lot of different things that has, have nothing to do with um, um, your passion. That's true. And that's why I always feel like we can learn so much, so much from childhood because there are a lot of truths that we can find in our childhood. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've said it before, like what, who you, who you are as a kid or what you do as a kid, that's basically who you are. Because as, as a kid, I, I mean, remember being nine years old and was constantly reading uh, mm-hmm. Even in, in like in the beautiful summer days, I was sitting indoor reading and, and my mom sometimes had to say like, 
now you have to play outside for a couple of <laughs> hours because this is yeah. not helpful. But I was just so obsessed by reading and, and uh, gathering knowledge and, and, you know what I mean, and, and trying to mm -hmm. figure out the world. And that's basically what I still do now. So, um, yeah, I'm doing what I did. Yeah, that's really interesting. So when you were a kid, were you reading fiction or nonfiction? You were reading mostly factual books? Uh, honestly, I, could, I read everything I could my hands uh, get my hands on. I mean, I remember uh, being, I think, 12 years old, and I had read, read everything in, the, in our uh, local library, everything in the child section. So I had to move on to the adult section. So, yeah, I, I basically read everything, everything. I, I didn't mind whatever I read. Uh, if, if, it was, if it hooked me, if it captivated me, I, I would read it. Yeah, that's awesome. I also like to read a lot as a kid. And I can relate to your story with your mom being like, okay, it's time to go out and play. I, I did go out and play, but I would always be up to like 2 a.m. like sneaking a book. And my mama had to come in the room and shut the lights off. And be like, it's okay. You know, it's time to go to bed now. So it was kind of funny. I was obsessed with reading. I don't read as much now though, unfortunately, because I don't have much as much time, but I still love it. So would you say that your reading has helped you now in your life? Like it was one of your passions. Like what has it done for you now? Um, I, I think I, I like, I now appreciate, um, like intense time with myself. Right. Uh, so reading, I, I, like you, I don't read that at that much anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, I still try to like have three or two or three hours of, of deep thought a day can, can be walking, can be whatever, but try to be like alone with my thoughts, try to get a grip on what's going on. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, studying things, um, figuring things out doesn't always have to be reading, can be writing too. Writing yeah. is also a way to structure your thoughts. But I mean, I, I, it, it showed me how to appreciate like uh, being alone and not being lonely. That's, that's interesting. That's true. And would you say that reading has possibly helped you with your communication, like say this podcast? Probably. I mean, yeah, because if you read a lot, you know a lot, right? So there's yeah. always something to talk about. There's also something to tell. If you don't read that much, there's like, I mean, I can have a conversation with someone and, and the craziest subjects comes along and I could say, oh yeah, but that reminds me of that. And then, you know what I mean? It's, it's, if you've read a lot, you have some, some, some depth to your character, depth to your character. So yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, it's pretty awesome because you always have quotes for the podcast memorized and stuff. And I don't have that because I don't read as much. Like, hopefully I can get back into it. But like, yeah, I definitely think it helps you with podcasting and writing and, and whatnot. So that's awesome. Yeah, I have to say, though, um, now I, I don't spend that much time reading anymore um, mm -hmm. because I don't know. I, it could be Gary V again. <laughs> I don't know. We're always name dropping him. But someone <laughs> said, like... Uh, at a certain point in life, you have to stop reading and start doing. And I, I still love reading, don't get me wrong, but I don't spend two, two, three, four hours a day reading what I used to do. Now I start creating instead of consuming. Yeah, that was your most recent quote. I want to create more than I can consume. So I think that's really important. And that's how I feel too. I don't really have as much time to consume as I used to. So yeah, I'm trying to focus on just doing this podcast and the writing and whatnot and grow from there. So would you say that, do you have any passions that you weren't good at initially? Yeah, all of them probably, right? <laughs> uh, I was uh, very bad at trading. I was very bad at uh, writing. I was very bad at speaking. So um, I'm not going to say I'm good at all those things now, but uh, I, I definitely improved. So uh, okay. I think, I, I mean, 
I don't think passion is something you're good at. That's not your passion. If your passion is something you're passionate about, and because you're passionate about, you're improving. Because you spend so much time doing it, you're improving. But you I agree. Don't, you won't start out being good at it. Uh, not in my case, anyway. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I was gonna say you don't have to be good at the passion just because you're not good at something doesn't mean that you shouldn't try it out. I am good at writing, but I was not good at podcasting in the beginning. I was horrible, and I'm just okay now. And then what else do I do? I don't know. Social media and stuff. That's a learning process too. And music. That was something I was good at as a kid. You know, I don't know if I'd be good at it now though. So yeah, so it's a learning process for sure. So like what gifts or natural abilities do you have? Or would you say that you have that you've been using in your life now? Oh my God, you're, you're asking uh, difficult questions, this one. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, well, you said uh, yeah. as, as a learning process, like what, do you, what are you good at? I think I'm, I have to go back to like the reading thing, right? I'm good at, <laughs> at picking up information, uh, applying it, trying to get like the, the nuggets of, of helpful wisdom in it and, and like applying it to my, my life. I, I am not, I'm, 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 I don't think I'm good at a lot of things, but mm-hmm. I'm just good at like, like I said that to my dad the other day, like, I, I don't know, I, I'm not good at a lot of things, but I can read a chart and I can write a story. Maybe that's all I can, but you know what I mean? It's very yeah. powerful. And are you pretty flexible about like changing from one thing to the next? Like say you have one passion, are you pretty flexible just trying something new? Yeah, because that's yeah. the only way to grow, right? If you, if you, yeah. that's what I said the other day about Steve Jobs. Like, if you start doing something and you're good at it, it's time to do something else because you can't keep doing the same thing that you're good at, but you're not gonna grow. That's true. Yeah, because I think the issue with finding passions is everyone always thinks they need to find that one specific niche and they have to stay there for the rest of their life. And that's kind of how I was looking at it at first too. And that's why it took me so long initially to even start writing a medium. It took me like three months because I was like, okay, is this what I want to do? Is this what I'm going to focus on? Because I was taking it too seriously. Like you just have to dive in, do it, see if it works. If it doesn't, then you move on to the next thing. Like, How do you feel mm-hmm. about that? Yeah, I mean, I, that's basically what I do too. I try a lot of things and a lot of them won't work out, but the, those, the things that worked out stick. And the thing is about it, if you start telling your own story, you're only going to talk about the things that work, obviously. And then people are like, oh, everything you did worked out. And that's not how it is, of course, because I mean, you tried a lot of things. I, I did a startup that failed. I mean, I could go on and on on things that I tried and that didn't work out because that's how you find your passion because by, by uh, doing or f- trying to a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because last week I just was applying for a job and I changed my mind this week and I wanted to try something else. So it's definitely okay to change your mind. I think when it comes to finding what you love, like you don't have to try to hold something out or stick it out if you don't like it. That's when I would yeah. say that it's okay to move on to something else. Like that's a different thing than just like quitting, you know, yeah. in the middle of a project. Yeah. That's true. The only thing I would say in your case, because you're trying to like <laughs> defending yourself now and that's okay. But um, mm-hmm. you also have to sometimes to stick with something too, right? You cannot change like every day. You have to sometimes say like, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try that at least for a week because you don't know what it's going to be if you change all the time. Right. I, I mean, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's also how I feel. No, I, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. In my case, I didn't even start the thing. So I think like if you start something, you might as well try to see it through, but 
I had to stop myself before I got into something and then, and then ended up quitting anyway. So that's yeah. what it was in my case. But I agree. And overall, you should like try to push through. Like I had this business thing that I was thinking about a drawing out of. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to try to finish it because this is a third attempt. So I definitely want to try to see that and see what comes out of it. Even if I have to do it at a slower pace or whatever, you know, I can still see what, what I can get from it. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's great. Because like, for instance, I mean, um, I've seen that a lot in people who are like, then the first day they're like, I'm going to do photography. They take like two, three pictures and they're like, oh no, I'm not good. I'm going to do the marketing. <laughs> then they write like two posts. Nobody claps. Okay, uh, I'm going to do a blog now. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the daily writing challenge for a year because that's how long it takes to know if you're something, if, if there's something. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I agree with you. Like photography, all those things. Like I was definitely committed to the writing challenge. Like even in the beginning, I didn't have uh, claps either, but I knew that I was committed to doing this for a whole year. Or so and it was my own thing. So I had no problem just sticking to that and trying to see what what came out of it. But also like what you said about photography, it's funny because like I was very bad at taking pictures at first. I'm still not that great. I'm still like amateur photographer, but like I was getting very frustrated because I didn't know how to use the settings in the camera. Everything was coming out horrible. I thought I would never be able to get a good picture, but it only took like a week. Like you just had to push through for a little bit longer and you're going to get to catch the hang of most things. Yeah. See, if you would have yeah. given up after three, three days, then yeah, that would have, that would have been it, right? Yeah, that would have been it. And so also like, um, so if you weren't doing trading Bitcoin, if you weren't doing writing and podcasting right now, what do you think you would be doing instead? What are your other interests? I probably, I would probably have a business, right? It's always, I mean, basically, right. Or, or I have a business or I do the trading. I mean, it's like those things always like uh, uh, change or switch, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. probably I would probably have a business then. And what kind of field do you think it would be in? Would it be related to one of your passions or did you ever, I know you thought about it. Yeah. I like, for instance, business is a passion too, because like um, business is the ultimate game. If you think about it, right. All the other games are built on, to on top of business, because if you want to do business, you have to know how to sell. You have to know how to market. Mm -hmm. You have to know how to tell a story. You have to know how to produce content. You have to know how to talk to people, go uh, persuade people. So, in a way, business is the ultimate game. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll end, I'll end there again. Um, and maybe this trading thing will lead me there, or maybe this writing thing will lead me there. But I feel like that is something that that is pulling me. Let's say. Yeah, that's awesome. I also am interested in business. I think just like you said, the pursuit of business is like a passion in itself. Just like the building and the climb, the whole journey of building a business is also really interesting. I think a great way also to find your passion is to start with the things that you don't like. Have you found that's worked for you in the past too? Like yeah. what are some of the things that you tried and you just were not, did not like those things? Yeah. For instance, um, there are a lot of things like, for instance, um, I've, I've tried doing e-commerce thing that I mean, not <laughs> saying it's bad, but uh, I was doing, essentially I was um, doing an e-commerce. I had an e-commerce site and the our, our manufacturers were in fact drop shipping so that means like we had the site we were selling the site and the, then the manufacturer would just um ship the inventory or the product to the to the buyer but mm -hmm. the problem was that we had we had no control over our over our product we had no control over our, our business because the mm -hmm. manufacturer was so strong so that was something that i figured out okay if i have if i'm going to have to business have to have a business I'm going to have to be in control. 
have to have to uh, make be able to make the decisions and like talk about marketing, talk about those things because now we were like um, getting squeezed out in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's definitely um, been some jobs in the past I like that I know like, okay, I'm definitely going to avoid that in the future. And that kind of helped shape like what direction I actually wanted to go in and what I wanted my life to look like. So I think finding out or identifying what you don't like definitely helps you in finding your passion. Yeah, because for instance, um, I did, um, I, I waited jobs, I waited tables as a, a student job, right? When in university and stuff like that. I, I honestly liked it back at the day, but for now I know that that won't work for me because it's always partying afterwards and like, um, uh, um, I mean, there's a lot of money in it because, but because the people after their, their shift just end up um, going to the bar and, and, and make, giving it away. There's no money at yeah. the end, you know, they, they, they never kept, keep anything. So that's, for instance, why I know that that job wouldn't work for me anymore. That's true. Were you, were you good at it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not going to brag, but I'm, I'm kind of good at everything I try. So, <laughs> I mean, that's a brag. <laughs> yeah, well, I waited tables too, and I was horrible at it. So, like, it would have probably been something I would have done had I been good at it because it was good money. But unfortunately, that wasn't my expertise. So, <laughs> I had to move on from that. Yeah, but, I mean, for instance, I, I mean, I was good at it, but... There are some things that you that you have to be good at in, 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 in waiting tables that you also have to have as a businessman. For instance, you have to know how to sell, you have to know how to to um, to promote yourself, how to brand yourself. I mean, it sounds like ridiculous, but if you think about it, that's what a waiter is doing all the time. So those are things that, I mean, it helps me. Let's say, let's put it that way. That's true. You can get a lot from every job that you do. There's something that you can learn that can help you in your future. Mm-hmm. Yes, I believe that too. I have an interesting question. So do you have anything that is like a gift of yours or something you're good at, but you don't like doing? Um, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, there, it's the, the show with the diff, difficult questions today. Sorry. So I would, <laughs> no, it's okay. But I would probably say, for instance, um, maybe the, the, the technical things, right? The The... Like I'm rather good with technical stuff like computers and stuff like that, but I don't really like, I mean, people always ask me to do that and I don't really like to do it because like uh, (laughs) it doesn't help me that much. Right. So maybe that's one thing that I'm like, yeah, I could do that with, I could do without that. That's true. And I feel that way too. Like I don't like, I can, well, that one thing with the computers I wrote about, I can't do that. But like in terms of like simple website and design stuff, I can do that, but I definitely don't want to do it for a living. I just, something I just like to do for myself, like website design or also even writing. Like I don't want to freelance write because it's not as enjoyable for me if I do it for someone else. Like I'd rather use it to build my own thing. So yeah. You, I, yeah. <laughs> I even have a better answer, answer on your question right now because okay. I was talking, I was thinking while you were talking. So uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, for instance, good at coding. I, I know how to um, code, like I'm in Python. So I'm good at building, uh, let's say, backend um, projects in Python. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't want to do that. Uh, first of all, the pay is great, but uh, mm-hmm. it's just like one field I don't want to get botched into. And that's, of mm-hmm. course, like, yeah, I mean, 
if you, if if that is your only skill, you're forced to do it, right? But uh, I'm I'm lucky to have more skills, and that I don't have to do that because now I'm more than just like a software engineer. Yeah, that's why it's so important to try other things so that you can build new skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't like that whole field. To be totally honest, and probably a lot of people are not going to be upset, but I don't like that software engineering field because to um, it's it's based. To, it, it's, it's so focused on the specs and the hardware specs and the software specs and so focused on like technicalities and there's a not, not enough like personal engagement or personal, um, there's no personal touch in it. So uh, it's something I could do if I have if I'm forced to do it, I could do it, but I'm glad I'm like gone out of it and, and doing other things now. Yeah, that's true. So you're saying that you couldn't be really creative within that field? Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, if you're, they're all engineers, and engineers have to be like strict and rigid. And, and yeah, I was, I was, yeah, it was not, was not my thing. Uh, I'm glad I'm again. I'm glad I don't have to do it anymore. So, for instance, if I had my own business and I was forced to code something, I would rather have someone else do it for me, and can mm-hmm. still manage them, and I still know what exactly what's going on. But I don't want to do it anymore. That's it's not worth my time or my energy anymore. I get that. No, I've had some things like that too, where I'm just like, even though I probably could do it, let me just hand this off to someone else who is better suited for this and actually yeah. enjoys this for their job. Yeah. It's not like um, you can optimize like on, on the money, but you can also have to optimize on happiness and that would be optimizing on happiness in my case. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So do you have any final thoughts on how people can find what they love doing or finding their passion? Yeah, I mean, it's simple, right? Listen to yourself. Um, take a break once in a while. Uh, go on a vacation. Um, you know, get, get some deep work done. Do some mindful exercises, meditation, whatever helps. Maybe walks in nature or something like that and figure out what makes you happy. And uh, the answer is always in front of you. You always know deep inside what you want to do. But most of the time, you're like pushing it away because society doesn't want to do it or your parents do, don't want you to do it. But um, yeah, you have to figure it out and you have to, I mean, it's, it's inside of you. So you have to find it. I agree. And there's like that thing that you always say like, oh, I wish I could try that or I'm interested in doing that one day. Then just try it because you'll probably get something out of it. So I think it's yeah. important to follow those breadcrumbs. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's an interesting uh, um, exercise for people listening now is mm-hmm. uh, next, the moment you shut, up, shut down this podcast, um, Google like for 10 minutes your passion and see how easy it is to start oh yeah what they're interested in yeah yeah because yeah, most things aren't even that complicated to start we just make it this huge mountain and yeah. like you just start taking those steps and you'll be able to get there yeah and the, and the, and the absolute trick trick to success is just in the next 10 minutes google it and do something towards it right just not just google it and go away but like make an yeah. account or click or become follow someone or whatever, do uh, one actionable thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one because everything's, everyone's always pondering like what if, or uh, looking or thinking about their life would be like if they tried it, but you have to take that step and actually do it. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. Yes. So guys, that concludes the episode for today. If you like this one, please give us some claps on Anchor and follow us. Otherwise, we will see you tomorrow on the next episode. Have a great day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.